Hey everyone, it's Matt Harmon from the Yahoo Fantasy Football Show. Are you sad there's no fantasy football going on right now? Yeah, me too. I've got good news for you though. It is fantasy baseball season right now. Join a public league, join an instant draft, or create a league with your buddies before opening day. It's Yahoo Fantasy Baseball time. Sign up for the 2024 fantasy baseball season at yahoo.com slash fantasy baseball or on the Yahoo Fantasy app. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Yahoo Fantasy Football Forecast. It seems like you know ball the way you talk, so... Thank you. Someone clip that. I'm not playing in your league unless I can draft myself. (laughs) (laughs) Outside of football, I live a pretty boring life. With Matt Harmon. This is an anti-getting-greedy podcast here. Been seeing you guys' podcast have blown up here recently, so glad to get on. It's Wednesday, December 28th, and that means it's time for another episode of Eckler's Edge. Joining me as always, but not as usual, fresh off a Monday night football performance is LA Chargers running back Austin Eckler. Austin, how's it going, buddy? Pretty good, man. Not going to lie, I'm a little tired, um, so I'm going to try to keep the energy up. We got in, today's Tuesday, we're recording this. Got in like 5 a.m. this morning and been running around all day, so it's uh, it's been brutal, but hey, pushing through, pushing through. It makes it... Makes it all the better that we uh, secured ourselves a spot in the playoffs. Oh, a hundred percent. That's got to. That's got to at least make <laughs> it feel a little bit better. Um, but yeah, man, I know you've been busy this morning, so I appreciate you uh, just jumping in here. We got a lot to cover, uh, but before we do all that, got to give you a chance to not just pump the signed jersey giveaway, but I know you got another big announcement to make here. Yes, yes, finally. Um, so. This is the last week for the jerseys um, that I've been saying every single week. Make sure you tag me on Instagram um, or Twitter, showing me on your starting lineup in your fantasy football or on your bench, whatever you got me on. I don't care just if you're on your team. If I'm on your team, show me. If well, um, okay, no, no, no. If <laughs> <laughs> I'm not on your bench. You're not on their bench. If you're if you're if you're on people's bench, something's gone seriously. I guess right for their fantasy team, but that's gonna stop. Uh, anyway, but yes, my next big announcement has been something that I've been working on for a really long time. Um, It is my engagement platform called Experience, um, spelled E-K-S, like X, and then P-E-R-I-E-N-C-E, experience.net. If you want to check us out on online or experiences with an S for now, because someone had the name um, (laughs) until we get that back. Experiences in the App Store on Google and Android. And you can check me out. We're doing a soft launch right now. So if you guys want anything signed, if you guys want to do any interaction with me, um, playing video games, um, social media, I'm putting up some signed cards up there if you want to buy any of those. So basically, it's an opportunity for y'all to interact with me in a way that you wouldn't be able to uh, before. So super excited about that. Hey, that seems pretty awesome. People should definitely go check that out. Uh, interact with Austin. Look, he obviously loves you people out here. He does this whole show with us uh, just to be able to talk to the fantasy football community on a weekly basis. This is an even more uh, engaging way to do it. So definitely make sure you check out yes. Experience. Before we move on, my favorite offering that I have right now um, is 
trash talk your fantasy football opponent. Yeah. So uh, make sure you go check that one out and personalized video on my profile at Experience for sure. If you're trying to get me to trash talk your opponent, get in there. I mean, th- what a week to do it, by the way. In championship week, I mean, I'm obviously... Let's go, yeah, man. This is, that is pretty perfect. I got to say, Austin, uh, you definitely dropped a hammer on me last night and eliminated me from Ooh. making a fantasy championship because of your Ooh. performance. And, um, you know, I mean, you could, you could have gone out and fumbled like five times. That really would have helped, you know, just fumble five you know, that, times, that tap out helped. the rest it of the game. But I think there's more people that would have been mad at me if I would have done that in the fantasy world and then beyond as well. So, uh, you know, I'm sorry, man. You got to get me next year, man. Uh, listen, Sheesh. I know I, I, we've <laughs> talked about this many times, my bad, my mistake. It just, that's the way it fell. Uh, you know, it is what it is. And you know, it's on me. I'll get I'll get better next year. I, I would I would not. We be, all learn. Yeah, I learned. I learned uh, first overall pick every year uh, going forward. Austin Eckler. I don't even care if, you know, it's like your 10th season, 15th season, something like that. Uh, I'll just go ahead and do it. Uh, just just for a second. Well, you better. That means you got to come back and do the show, of course. But uh, that's right. That's uh, right. Listen, I guess I'll fall on the sword here and take the L in this particular league. So that, yeah, you, you uh, don't have like Brandon Staley and the boys all upset at you for fumbling five times. Be like, well, you know, yeah, that was for yeah, my co-host on the Yahoo. Po- yeah, that would be very unfair of me. Uh, very unfair. But hey, we're going to talk. Sure that would go over well for my uh, for my job security. Right, right. And I guess that is probably more important than me winning a fantasy league, I guess. Um, we're going to get into the Chargers win over the Colts on Monday night and the playoff berth here in just a second. But first. Um, I did at least want to talk to you about J.J. Watt, who announced his retirement or that he will retire at the end of the year, basically, on uh, his social media account. I mean, unbelievable player, uh, 111 and a half career sacks right now, and he's still got two more games to go. 313 quarterback hits, two interceptions for a touchdown in the regular season, another pick six in the playoffs. I believe that was his rookie year. Five time pro bowler, five time all pro. He made the all decade team. Austin. You've, I went back and looked at this. I think you've played JJ twice in your career, including this year with the Cardinals, um, where you had five carries for 20 yards and you caught, of course, the Austin Eckler special 11 passes for a, and a touchdown as well. Um, JJ had a pass defense, a sack, three QB hits in that game. So uh, just reactions to JJ's career. I, I think he's, you know, some injuries and stuff like that might make him a little more of like a difficult evaluation. But at his peak, man, there was basically no more dominant defender than J.J. Watt. Yeah, talk about a guy that you need to account for on the field. You know, uh, Joe Lombardi, you know, offensive coordinator, calls these guys werewolves. Like, the, mm. some, there's some werewolves out there now, and you got to <laughs> account for them. You got to have That's a plan good. specifically for this person. Um, and J.J. Watt definitely is that caliber of player where it's like, man, like even his him announcing his retirement, like that's going to have, you know, the respect through all the players, you know, across the league just because of what he's done, uh, not only for for the league, but also just showing what NFL people can do out in the community as well. You know, he does a lot of stuff out in the community. So this guy is a guy that's is a, definitely a role model for all NFL players out there. And yeah, to see him, a legend, play for so long at such a high level and then do so many great things is... Is, is something definitely to look forward to and look look up to um, as a player. Uh, you know, in my scenario where I'm I'm young compared to to JJ. You know, he's been playing like 13 years or something like that. Uh, how many years do you know? Uh, he was drafted in, two th- in an unbelievable class in 2011. So um, yeah, double digit yeah. years in the league. I mean, that was it, he's yeah, 33 man. years old. So. He's uh, anybody who makes it that far, Matt, bro, in yeah. the league. Whew. You know, we were talking to Antonio Gates. Remember the, the chat with him? He's 100%. like, all right, three more years. Yeah. Ah, all right. You know, this you know, maybe might be done. 
Uh, so shout out to JJ, man. Congrats on an amazing season. And, uh, you know, I'm really close to this brother, Derek. So I've been around the family a lot. And I know right. um, they got a lot of uh, brotherly love over there. So he'll be in good hands. He started his family as well. I'm looking forward to seeing him this offseason. Yeah, his brother, TJ, great player for the the Steelers as well, man. I mean, it, you know, football, obviously, uh, good genetics there. But, yeah, what's crazy to me is just when you see a guy like this who I think, like, he can still play, right? And and he's just like, you know what? Like, I'm gonna go out not like a uh, on my last legs or anything like that. I mean, I'm sure he's been he's been going through it for his entire career. But yeah, I I will never forget those early JJ Watt seasons with the Texans and just how outright unbelievably dominant he was. And you know, Aaron Donald kind of came in a, l- a couple of years after and and sort of like took that clear-cut best defensive player in the NFL sort of mantle there. But, I mean, J.J. at his peak, he was an unbelievable player. He's going to – he still retires as an unbelievable player as well. So, shout out to him. A hell of a career. Uh, I can't wait to see what he does in his post-playing career because, like you mentioned, he's done so much for the – Likewise. Yeah, so much for the community, man. It's been been great to see. But uh, we will move a little closer to home here. Chargers 20, Colts 3. I will admit to you, Austin, uh, during the game, I I even tweeted out, like – Man, I can't wait to see how the Chargers win this game 13 to 10, you know, because, uh, <laughs> you know, I've been paid attention all year long to the Chargers season. So I was like, oh, I can't wait to see how they make this one close. But um, in the end, our boy Austin, the only player to score any touchdowns in the game. He got two of them. That was great to see. Um, and of course, like you mentioned, Chargers clinch a playoff spot for the first time in Justin Herbert's career. You've played in the playoffs before 2018. Uh, Philip Rivers, uh, you and Melvin Gordon were splitting carries back then. Our guy Antonio Gates was playing tight end in that game as well. Yep. So, th- what, how, what was uh, give us the, the state of the union on this game and, and how we're feeling? About uh, well, I mean, just coming out of the game, offensively, we got to play way better. Um, like our consistency was all over the place. Um, and if we're gonna try to, you know, make the run we want to make, we definitely got to, you know tighten up our consistency defense though oh my goodness playing lights out uh i know it was a team that you know has a new quarterback has you know a lot of things going on as far as injuries you know jonathan taylor's out uh some other guys so but it's like even then like for them to come out and not allow any third down conversions i'm um, like you know our defense has been going crazy these past couple weeks um and you know the old saying defense wins championships right if they can't score they can't win and so I'm excited about the caliber that they're playing. But yeah, offensively, we we know what we got to do. We got to take care of the ball. I can't have turnovers and we got to convert uh, more in the red zone. And I put I put that on myself, too, because there's some things that just as a from a personal standpoint, I don't feel like I'm playing to the, the caliber that I, I should be playing at. And that's on me. And it's not necessarily a thing that I can change right away. I think it's more of an offseason uh, thing, making sure that my body's where it needs to be hmm. uh, for the entire season. And man, but it's still been a battle for us. You know, it's still been a battle, regardless of how I'm feeling. Uh, you know, the Chargers, we come out, we're going to fight all the way to the end, no matter what. And guess what? We're going to have a chance in it at the end. Even it was funny. I saw a comment. It's like only the Chargers would would make a, a 20 to three games feel close. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, that's that a good point. <laughs> That's exactly right. I mean, like I like I said, I've been following the team all year. We've talked about it on the podcast all year. This is uh like it's this very stressful team to follow in this twenty to twenty to three and it still felt stressful at times. Like I said, I was like, I, this, will, this will be a 13 to 10 game. But uh, I, old Nick Foles, you know, I mean, shout out to Nick Foles, a legend, win a Super Bowl. You know, not not a lot of NFL players got statues built uh, built of them in, in where they won a Super Bowl. Nick Foles does, but definitely not not the best quarterback performance in, in the entire world there. So, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, you know what? 
we got the win, so we're moving on. We have two weeks to figure it out offensively, get some consistency before we make the playoff run and make something happen. Yeah, I want to make just follow up two more points on that. Um, number one, Brandon Staley, they, they showed it obviously uh, during Scott Van Pelt's Sports Center, you know, the the look into the locker room, stuff like that. And, you know, Staley talked a ton about the toughness of this team. And I mean, I, I think that that makes a lot of sense considering the amount of injuries you guys have dealt with. And I know you're like the last guy to come on here and make excuses about anything. Um, so I'll, I'll say it. It just, there were certain times during the year where it's like, how are they going to be able to weather this storm? Like, I mean, they're missing not only a ton of guys, but some of their most important players. I think it's a huge credit um, to to you and, and the entire team. And, and like Staley said, the toughness of it, where, where did you guys kind of find that within yourselves to push like through what it was a ton of adversity to still make it to the postseason. It didn't look like how we thought it was at the beginning of the year, but you guys eventually got to the place where you wanted to be for, for now. I would say the the core group of guys that's still around, like the, like people get injured, but they're still around. And the guys that are on the field are, are guys that make an impact and guys that are consistent for us. Um, speaking offensively, you know, offensive line has been, been consistent. There's been ups and downs, but we got Corey in the middle of that thing, man. Uh, he's missed, I think, two games here and there, but he's, he's the rock in the middle. And I think our veterans around um, – some of our major skill positions have definitely helped. Uh, and then Corey at the center of, of, uh, of the O-line. Cause you have Justin, man, like he's one of those guys who like, remember when Tom Brady, like could have any receiver and just make it work. Yeah. You know, like, like that's how I feel like Justin is like, that yeah. guy's going to give you a chance. And then you got Corey who's up there. He's, he's that, you know, the chief of all the points, the calls, the protection, all of that. And then, you know, we're shuffling in Mike and me and Keenan. Um, and so we have some, and Gerald, right. We have some guys that have been playing around for a few years. And so I think that helps you, even though you might have some guys up or down, but you're, you're going to find some consistency and we've been able to find enough to get it done. And the same thing on defense, as far as the type of where we have guys in key spots that are able to be consistent enough with their leadership mentality and actually come up and, uh, you know, keep a level of consistency that allows us to win games. Uh, and, you know, guys have been having a step up. You know, there is a there's a capacity to all of our, you know, talents. And when we lose our big money guys that have a high capacity it definitely hurts us. Uh, but it doesn't mean we still don't have enough to win games. Mm -hmm. And so it means just guys have to continue to play at a high level. And we've had some games where we have and we've had games where we have it. And luckily, we've had um, more that we've had and put ourselves in a position, you know, through our coaches, you know, game planning being aware of, hey, this is a scenario. These are the guys that we have. And so this is where we're going to have to lean on this game, uh, whether it's me pass, that's me catching 15 balls. You know, we've seen that, you know, <laughs> like, like last week I caught four. That's a, that's a down week for Austin, you know. Um, so you've seen our schematics change. You've seen how we come out and, all right, we got to play the Miami this way. All right, we don't have anyone for the San Fran game. Austin, you're going to catch a ton of balls. Like you've seen just the mesh between all of our uh, schematics and our play makers and our play calling so it's it's a it's a rhythm right it's a fluid it's a yeah. fluid moving thing about who's available how can you take advantage of it yeah i've talked about it as uh sort of like chapters within the course of one season and i mean this current chapter of chargers football i think the last maybe month month and a half has really been like brandon staley's been in his bag like defensively i think that they've just put together a ton of great game plans everything like that um and then you guys on the offense are still finding that consistency as well um, but does it make it like a little sweeter that you know I'm, and i will we'll finish up on that point as well but like does it make it sweeter in some ways that you guys 
like, sure, I know it would be great to coast to like a postseason berth, you know, but we talked about the AFC West as this ultra competitive division, you know, at the beginning of the year. And I mean, one of the teams just fired their damn head coach uh, after one year, not even didn't even make it to one year. So things didn't go like we expected for the entire division, but not really for the for the Chargers either. But does it I don't know, does it make it like sweeter in a way that, hey, we had to fight for this. This was not the the smooth ride that maybe people expected on the outside, but it, it ended up being sort of a battle just to get to the playoffs. And obviously, like you're not done yet. There's a whole lot to go there. Yeah, I think th- I think this is where the misconception of of football comes in. And I think people see teams that go on runs and think, oh, they have it nice and easy. Got all these great players. They're playing well. Like there, there is no coasting in the NFL. Yeah. Like there, there is no easy way to win games. Sure, you might you might blow a couple teams out. You know, the Bills have done, the Chiefs have done, they play at a high level, they've blown some teams out and play consistently, but that's not easy. Mm-hmm. That's extremely hard. And that's why you don't see teams doing that every single year. And to be able to do that, you gotta show up and you gotta be grinding every single day so you can still continue to build that chemistry because you get a whole new team, all these new players, so you gotta start all over just like everyone does. Um and yeah, your your capacity of of skill is different than other teams, uh, but it's still not easy. It's still not easy to go and actually um, put a string of, of wins together, and then on top of that, win uh, by a couple scores. So for us, like regardless if we're winning or losing games, it's a battle no matter what out there. Um, and that's what I love about this game um, is look. I, Yes, I want to win games, but more importantly, I want to play as hard as I can and play as consistent as I can and be as effective as I can. And if I do that, that'll help win games. That's what I'm really focused on. Um, And that's what I know guys are focused on. Yeah, media is like, they just look at win, loss column, right? But for us, it's about the decisions that we can handle and we can control, which is our fundamentals and our effort. And so for us, it's all a grind. It's all a grind. I do have a preference. Do I want to win games by a lot? Yes, but what I really care about. I really care about playing well, mm-hmm. right? And if we do that, then, you know, the wins will hopefully play themselves out. But shoot, man, it's hard to blow out teams, like you said, you know. Uh, that's why whenever yeah. people say, you know, come back, like, I oh, talk about this team's great or whatever. It's like, yeah, but who are they beating? They're just blowing out a bunch of bad teams. Like, it doesn't matter. It's really hard to blow out, like, blow out teams and blow out teams consistently, right? You know, I mean, sure. It it's, is. It's, that's why it's impressive. Even if you're a great team going against a bad team and you go in and just wipe the floor with a team, it's, that's still a bunch, like, 53 guys that are trying to do their absolute best, you know, and and, and are yeah. high-level performers as well. Because, like I said, paper doesn't play football. So it's not just like, oh, we have better players, we're going to win the game. Like, no, you got to go out there and actually play at the caliber that you're able to play to, right? And so that takes all the mental strength, all the mental toughness to go out there and get that done and actually do it, you know, every single week. And to do that every single week, right, and hold that mentality of, oh, hey, we're doing well. If we don't have, like, don't play down to our opponent's level, like, that's that's not easy um so yeah that's i think where there's a little misconception where it's like like from a media standpoint and you know fans it's like paper it's like okay we have we have a better record than them we should beat them right like no 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 that's not how this works (laughs) yeah yeah i'm sure you guys don't ever go into a game and be like all right well this team sucks so we can give 50 percent, 75 percent, something like that yeah you will get you will get destroyed if you do that 100 percent uh well you guys got two more games left (laughs) Uh, you got the Rams next week. Uh, you got the Broncos in week 18. I'm sure there's going to be a conversation. There will definitely be a conversation on the outside. Let me tell you that about like resting starters. Now that you've clinched a playoff berth, anything like that. What's your preference in terms of like coming in? You know, would you rather come in hot? Would you rather like rest up? Cause I know you said there are things that you want to work on. You know, I mean, Joe Buck must've talked about the running game last night, 500 times on the broadcast. I know that you've talked about like wanting to run the ball better as a team, as a unit. So 
working on things or getting your body rested up, which one would you rather pick to, to end the season here? It's, it's tough. It's tough um, because both are important. Right. Both are very important. You know, when, when you make the playoffs, it's like now your season is beginning. Right. It's yeah. like, OK, we're in the playoffs. Like now we now we can begin. Right. We just played all those games to get to this point so we can begin the playoff run. Uh, so you want to have all your guys as fresh as possible. Um, but at the same time, we have two games left. Um, so we can't just not go out there and play like someone's got to go out there and play the game. Um, and it's like, do you start your starters? Do you let them play a half? Because it doesn't really matter if you win or lose. It's, it's a weird kind of scenario um, that you have to just, I guess, analyze as a, as a coach. And for me personally, I mean, I want to continue to play. I want to get all 17 games in. Um, and I think, you know, if you ask any of the other players, they want to go out there and play too. Like, I don't think... I feel like the coaches would have to make that decision for us. Sure. Like we're going to go out there and play. Like we signed up for 17. We want to go out there, ball out for 17. That's maybe that's just me personally. I want to go out there, get all my 17 games in, you know, helps, helps me, my career statistics, all that, the comparables. And if anyone's got to hold me back, it's going to have to be my coaches. Cause I'm going. So that's my mentality. <laughs> uh, that was like the minus 500 favorite was Austin saying he wants to play 17 games. Like, uh, you know, get all out there, get all the action. I, I, when I asked the question, I'm like, let me tell you what Austin's not going to say. He's like, yeah, two weeks left. Uh, let me take them off. Uh, I'm good. You know, yeah, relax, uh, that's certainly okay, that's not in my blood. No, no, no. That's what makes you a great player, man. So again, congratulations to you. Congratulations to the whole team making the playoffs. And it's just the beginning. I'm excited to see uh, what comes next. I know everybody else is out there as well. I mean, for people that, you're going to end up winning them a fantasy championship and they should still be rooting for you in the playoffs as well. You know, as a little extra gratitude there. Yeah. You know, a little extra, little extra. Thank you. I appreciate, I would appreciate the extra support for me, you know, generously um, providing all those points for you to make it that far. So yeah, absolutely. All right. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we are going to jump into another round of this or that fantasy debates right after this. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. All right, we're back. Last week, Austin, I'll, I'll recap our uh, the outcome of our this or that <laughs> debates. You and I uh, debated Brock Purdy, Aaron Rodgers. We both took Purdy which was the right answer. Um, my dumbass ended up playing Aaron Rodgers over Brock Purdy, despite saying that on the show <laughs> in a league didn't work out for me. So, Hey, I, I, I get it, man. You want to go with the veteran man? Like, yeah, I can see why you could go with both. Yes. Whatever. I, I don't excuse myself. You don't excuse yourself for, for poor performances on the field. I don't excuse myself for poor performances for second guessing myself early in the week. So that's on me. All right. Good call. Uh, good call. We, we debated Daniel Jones, Derek Carr. Uh, we both took Derek Carr. Wrong answer. <laughs> it was definitely should have gone with Daniel Jones. Uh, that cold weather yeah. environment was tough for Derek Carr. Uh, J.K. Dobbins, James Conner, we disagreed. You went Conner. I went Dobbins. You were a billion percent right there. Uh, so Conner popped off. Yeah, Conner popped yep. off. Uh, I'm an idiot for going for a guy in a split backfield. Versus a guy that's playing like ninety percent of the snaps. That was, he's gonna play. He's gonna play the whole time. I know. Man. Get, Dumb. That guy. Dumb. I'm an idiot. I I take the L on that one. 
We debated Jarek McKinnon versus Alvin Kamara. We both took McKinnon. Uh, Kamara definitely had the bigger game uh, for sure, especially as a rusher. Definitely mm. the matchup and the weather was in his favor there. Uh, we debated Garrett Wilson versus Zay Jones. You took Zay Jones Ooh. for the sake of your fantasy team. I took Garrett Wilson on pure talent. Um, Garrett Wilson outscored Zay Jones, but it didn't yeah. also didn't have a big game either. So uh, yeah. that, we'll call that we'll call that a wash. I think Zay had like one one point or something, like one point seven. Yeah, well, was, yeah, I mean, man, Garrett had like man. three point three or something. So there was not a lot of uh, wide receiver success in that game. He was double Zay's production, so I mean, hundred percent more efficient. I mean, that's that's one way to look at it. Some some this Chris Strebler fella pops into the game for Zach Wilson with the Jets. I, I know that game feels like a million years ago, but. That was a, that was a wild one to watch the Chris Streveler thing popping in on Thursday night football. So that was a quite a quite a thing there. But uh, we'll move into this week's debate. Try to help you out, uh, you people out there that are hopefully pushing for a fantasy uh, championship, or maybe you're playing a little DFS prop bet action, whatever. There's all kinds of stuff you could be doing. So we'll start with this first one. Two quarterbacks who have been pretty hot lately: Trevor Lawrence playing the Houston Texans in Houston. Hey, don't be overlooking the Houston Texans right now. That's hey, what we were man. just talking about. They're on a run, man. They've been playing They've been playing uh, tough football. You know, they've been not making it easy on their opponents for sure. That's what I'm saying. Like, I, I, this team's won two games. Yeah. You go out there, you think, oh, we're just going to roll over them. No chance. You will get beat if you have that mentality. Yeah. Or at the very least, you'll get your ass kicked for, uh, for like four quarters, man, because they, those guys have been hitting <laughs> over there. So. Trevor Lawrence in Houston or Jared Goff against the Bears in Detroit. Lawrence has ranked fifth in passing yards since week 12. He has 11 to one touchdown interception ratio. Goff actually leads all quarterbacks in EPA per dropback since week 12. So Trevor Lawrence Hmm. in Houston or Jared Goff at home against the Chicago Bears. Another bad team, but still. Mm. (sighs) I feel like I'm gonna go with Trevor Lawrence on this one. Um, I just think they have a lot to play for. I mean, Jared has a lot to play for too. They're still in it, right? They're, they're both. They're both the, fighting for playoff spots. But uh, Lawrence actually might have a little bit of an easier run here into the AFC South than uh, the Lions yeah. in the NFC. Because I mean, Trevor with the uh, the Jags, they just win and they're in, right? Uh, against the Titans. Destiny, yep. Nice. Now I'm gonna go with Trevor Lawrence. Then um, I don't know too much more into the matchups, um, but I don't know. I've just seen Trevor Lawrence play more, so he's, I don't really have a reason. I, well, you're, the reason is he's good at football, okay? Uh, that there, well, There's a pretty good an reason. An 11 to 1 TD ratio since week 12 was, uh, that's not bad. That's pretty good. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go on the other it's side here. I'll take Jared Goff uh, at home okay. against the Bears defense. It's definitely exploitable. You know, Goff, like the last couple, last few games on the road, in the cold, those are not Goff games, okay? He is a pure California boy, all right? He, not a blue, <laughs> not a blue collar guy like Austin Eckler here, okay? So uh, you know, <laughs> um, yeah, I'll, I'll go with Goff there. Uh, hey, good, good weapon. California's around. been growing on me too, man. I've been out here six years, so uh, the cold games they get me too now. So we'll see, we'll see. Yeah, oh, well, hey, I'm same thing. I've been out here since 2015 for, from back east, and I'm I am soft as. <laughs> A pillow right now okay you know i'm i am definitely one of those losers that as soon as it gets sub 60 degrees i'm like where's my where's my yeah. where's my parka yeah, where's my vest so yeah trust me i'm i feel you on that one um, debate number two let's put up bcb against another legend like we did last okay. week are we gonna go brock purdy at las vegas raiders or tom brady in or playing carolina at home here's a couple stats purdy leads all quarterbacks with a 110 passer rating since week 12. Shout out to BCB. Wow. Um, and for Tom Brady, 
No quarterback gets rid of the ball faster than Brady this year. 2.3 seconds on the season. 1.88 time to throw on Sunday, which is just absolutely, I mean, that's insane. So, a couple stats there for those two guys. Hike. Yeah. Um, The the Bucs, man, I feel like they've been struggling scoring the ball. Um, So, that makes me want to go towards Brock again uh, at Vegas. Yeah, I'm gonna leave it at that. I'm gonna keep it short and simple. I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Brock because I think uh, the Bucks are still trying to figure out offensively how to get in the end zone. Yeah, I mean BCB definitely could get a little terrorized by Max Crosby, who's still playing awesome. Uh, yeah. But Chandler Jones got hurt uh, in that game in Pittsburgh. Uh, the secondary is still pretty exploitable for the Raiders. So I'm going I'm going BCB uh, Brock Purdy on uh, this one here. Uh, yeah, I mean I, look, I've had about enough of the Bucks, so uh, that's that's my own personal bias there. But we're, yeah. we got another Buck to talk about a little bit later. Uh, but let's move to running backs here, Austin. All Debate right. number one: Cam Akers against you guys this week. Versus Brian Robinson, uh, or again, who's playing the Cleveland Browns. We know the Cleveland Browns have been an exploitable matchup all season long. Again, we talked about it last week. That was probably your guys' best rushing performance was against those Cleveland Browns. Akers has been a top five running back since week 13, which is insane because he was top outside the top 50 fantasy backs uh, in every game prior to that. So let's go, Cam. Yeah, that's a nice, <laughs> nice little, nice little rebound there. Uh, meanwhile, yeah. Washington. Uh, Brian Robinson is averaging 5.9 yards per carry the three games prior to week 16, where he averaged just 2.8 against the San Francisco 49ers. We know that's a tough matchup. Again, your guys' defense has been playing great, but you know Zach Moss even had a couple nice runs uh, as well. So it's a pretty good matchup for both guys here. Yeah, for sure. I think our, our strength in our defense is definitely in the in the secondary. Yes, um, and then that trickles down into our. You know, they're making a lot of tackles in the run game too. Which isn't great, but it's good that they're they're getting us stopped and not giving up huge runs like we were in the beginning of the yes. year. I think they we got that figured out. Um, it's more like steady, fi- like. But again, if you can get ahead of a team like the Colts, it's like exactly those five yard runs. You're not going anywhere. It not as long as right. you're not allowing big explosive ones. Yeah, and so in our defense, oh man, they've been playing they've so playing well, great. man. I'm so proud of those guys. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with uh, with Brian um, against Cleveland. Um, I'm not going to go against our defense the way they've been playing recently because I've been there. I've seen it firsthand. It's like it's rough sledding for the other uh, opponents. Um, so I'm going to go with Brian against Cleveland in that matchup. Brian Robinson. This one's tough. Uh, this was, I think Ooh. this is the hardest one. I really, I, you know, part of me is definitely tempted to go with Cam Akers. I mean, the guy scored three touchdowns uh, against the Broncos on Christmas. Talk about a Christmas miracle there. Um, yeah. yeah, that was super corny. I'm sorry that was bad. But, um, you know, I, great game from Cam. It's again, it's still a pretty good matchup here. But I think I'm going to go Brian Robinson as well. Um, one, I feel a little like a like a jerk telling you like, hey, Austin, you're going to get run all over by uh, Cam Akers here. But I hey, man. <laughs> <laughs> that's how football goes man we had t- we had uh you know derrick henry come in and run for like one 120 on us it's like this guy's gonna run up they're gonna give him the ball he's gonna do all this stuff so hey, we gotta try to stop him you can tell it's all good i, I think Nothing personal I, I know well obviously it's not personal but uh i think brian robinson though this is going to be more of a closer competitive game for I, you know what actually just because i'm i'm a little nervous about carson wentz starting I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Cam Akers, and to make it interesting for the show, I'll go Cam Akers. You go Brian Robinson. Uh, we'll see who is right nice. next week. That's a tough one, though. Debate number two. Also, I think this one is tough. Deonta Foreman, Carolina Panthers running back against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, Foreman just ripped up a quality Lions run D. I mean, nobody's been run on the Lions lately, and then Foreman comes in and pops off like crazy last week. Or AJ Dillon against the Minnesota Vikings. AJ Dillon. 
since it's turned to December, uh, has five rushing touchdowns. He's converted 50% of his third down runs this month. Yeah, they were playing AJ a lot. Like the last game they did. Aaron Jones um, a little banged up. He's like every, which sucks because like every series he's getting something looked at on the sideline, something like that. So uh, that might be part okay, of it. Yeah. I was wondering what was going on there because I saw AJ Dillon get the bulk of the of the carries and um, play time. Uh, but yeah, I also saw Deontay. That's how you say it? Yeah. That's how you pronounce it? That's how his head coach said it in the press conference. I've, I've heard it multiple ways too, so I'm going to go there. Uh, okay, Deontay. All right, all right, Foreman. We'll go with Foreman. Um, but yeah, man, he was ripping them up. Who was he playing? You said the, the Lions? Lions? Yeah, man. He was ripping them. I mean, the, the entire run game was just ripping them up. It wasn't just him. It was yeah. all the backs, I feel like. Um, AJ Dillon's flipping beast of a human being um, going against the Vikings. Hmm. Hmm. Foreman going against Tampa Bay. It's tough. It is tough. Um, I'm going to go with Foreman, though. Uh, I'm going to go with Foreman versus Tampa Bay. Um, just because I think that's going to be a game where whoever runs the ball the best is going to be able to uh, win the game. And I think they're going to be relying a lot on the run game down in the red zone because of what they did last week. Um, AJ Dillon with with uh, the Packers, I feel like ah, I don't know against Minnesota. I don't know. I'm just going to Foreman. Yep, I'll go. I'll go AJ Dillon in this one. Um, again, he's been very efficient. He's been running the ball well. He looks much better, much more in rhythm than he did earlier on this season. So I'll go AJ Dillon there. Um, I expect the the Vikings and the Packers game to be pretty high scoring. Um, I do not expect the Bucks uh, <laughs> Panthers game to be very no. high scoring. So I'll go for the better odds of the touchdown there with AJ Dillon. Uh, you know, mm. Foreman split in the backfield as well. Like you mentioned, Chuba Hubbard also ran all over the lines. Like crazy, yeah. crazy performance. Um, all right, let's finish it off with wide receivers here. Debate number one uh, Michael Pittman at the New York Giants versus Mike Evans uh, ver- against Carolina, like we've mentioned. This is like my personal nightmare, these two guys. <laughs> uh, so, Austin, you just saw the Colts last night, and um, yeah. so did we. That was... That was not that. That was not yes. that fun. Uh, Mike Evans, meanwhile, no. <laughs> <laughs> meanwhile, Mike Evans has cleared sixty yards just once since Week Nine and hasn't scored since Week Four. Mike Evans, the king of touchdowns, hasn't scored since Week Four. <laughs> Which one of these two options are we going with? I'm still cracking up over that. Was not that fun. <laughs> that was not that fun. <laughs> That's and they're smart. By the way, they're they are they announced today, Jeff Saturday. Our guy Jeff Saturday announced today they are going to start uh, Nick Foles again. So, again, yeah. All right, so I'm going with Mike Evans. Yeah, so we're going to go with Mike Evans. <laughs> going Mike Evans. Um, I'm going with Mike Evans. I'm going to leave it at that. I think there's more potential there with TV throwing him the ball. Um, you know, yeah, yeah. I mean, shoot, he could maybe get to 80 yards. You know, like I think it's going to be a slog for anybody in that Colts offense to get like 80 yards receiving at this point. So yeah, we're gonna we're gonna go with Mike Evans. That's certainly. I, I thought they might go back to Matt Ryan. They might play Sam Ellinger again, which I'm. I don't even know how much better that is, but um, yeah, we're, we're going to go yeah. with Mike. At this point, I think, you know, there's a point in the organization where you're like, hey, let's just try something. Let's stick with it for the rest of the season. And then whatever happens, happens kind of thing. Um, that might be a scenario they're in. All right. This one's a little more exciting to talk about. These two young guys, two young receivers, rookies uh, for this last debate here. Drake London 
against the Arizona Cardinals or Jahan Dotson against the Cleveland Browns. Drake London, his 39.5% target share leads all pass catchers since week 13. I know the Falcons don't throw the ball that much, but the target share is still what it is. Uh, Dotson, meanwhile, is averaging eight targets and has a touchdown in each of his last three games. Ooh, okay. I don't, so I don't know either, either of these guys. Both rookie um, receivers, so that, that would be explained. Yeah, it makes, makes sense. Um, so this London guy has got 40% target shares. Hmm. They're playing Arizona, Arizona defense or Cleveland defense is kind of how I see it. Um, I think there's opportunities in both as well, as far as for an offense. Mm. I'll spoil this one for you. I'm going to go with Drake London in this one. Uh, I know Dotson has been hot. Um, but he is definitely the number two. I mean, he's the number two behind Terry McLaurin. Uh, you know, Curtis Samuel is also yep. still there in that receiver core. Uh, and again, I'm I'm not sure he's going to start a quarterback between Taylor Heineke or Carson Wentz. And um, if you can't tell, I'm not the biggest Carson Wentz fan in the world. Uh, you know, Desmond Ritter, the rookie quarterback for the Falcons, he hasn't looked that great since he got in. But man, London is a beast, dude. L- M- Drake London is 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 just such a stud. He's been awesome these last like three games. I I really think that. He's he's been clear ninety yards like on a consistent basis. So uh, give me the like wow. level headed consistency over like kind of the touchdown or bust proposition maybe that Jahan Dotson might okay. present. Okay, I'll, I'll back you up on that one. Let's go. Let's get it, Drake. All right, cool. There we go. We like go, we like Drake London this week. Um, love love to see that. I, I man, I let me tell you what. Drake London, your favorite analyst, whether it's a fantasy analyst, whether it's a football analyst, you know, whatever analyst. You're going to tell a lot about who is and is not watching film based on how they talk about Drake London. And I'll leave it at that because hmm. that guy is really, really hmm. damn good. Okay. So, okay. You can, I'll leave it at that one. Uh, all right, Austin, you got time to hit a couple quick mailbag questions before we get out of here. Let's get into them. Let's do it. Ask Austin at yahoosports.com. The last couple ones here, you know, from, uh, from these mailbag segments. So we got to get some good ones in here. I know we skipped them the last couple of weeks because we have guests and stuff like that. So, Let's dive into this one from Deborah. She wrote this in a couple of weeks ago. How long did it take you and Josh Kelly to practice that fourth quarter play in week 14 where you both swung around to the left and it appeared that Kelly was handed the ball, but then it was you for the excellent yardage. That was so seamless, such a beautiful sleight of hand play to witness. Kudos to seamless execution and to whoever drew that play up. Do it more. I want to see that from both of you guys. Deborah, shout out to you. Yeah, I mean... You know, it wasn't so bad for my first NFL uh, quarterback snap. Yeah, look at that. Um, so we call it, it's like a wildcat uh, formation, right, where I have the opportunity to, you know, hand the ball off to Josh if the D ends up the field. If the DN can tackle Josh, I keep it. If he's going to tackle me, I give it to Josh, right? It's as simple as that. And I did a little bit of that at college, and I've been taking handoffs for as long as I can even remember. And so pretty uh, second nature for me at this point to, to do it in reverse and hand off the ball. So pretty easy but yeah definitely effective um in the right scenario um and i think i ended up picking up like 11 yards on that so nice little gash um, yeah. that's what i'm talking about yeah um who like trick plays and stuff like that is something is that something like lombardi will come in and not that that's like a trick play i mean that's it, it you know yeah, yeah, yeah running backs doing the handoff stuff like the little wildcat thing that's not totally out of nowhere but um is that something right. like lombardi will come to you and be like hey you know we're gonna we're gonna try this with you guys this week or how does that typically work yeah, that's usually it's like, hey, we're going to try something. Literally, he's like, yeah, we're going to try something this week, see how it looks in practice. And then if we like it, how it looked in practice, then it might be up in the play call. Now, whether it gets play, called in the play call or not is a different story. But usually always, I feel like teams have 
one like gadget play we call them right um that might not necessarily be called a gadget play like we ran one first the colts we ran the double pass if if you remember that yep uh it was terrifying because Usually when we practice it, they, Josh has got a little bit of time to throw it back. <laughs> but Josh grabs the ball as he goes, takes seven steps, jump, passes it back to uh, That jump pass, I was like, as soon as he does, like, <gasps> please, no disaster. But yeah, it was like, oh. <laughs> and all of us on the side are like, okay, we're good. And then Herbert <laughs> rifles it down the field. Um, what a throw. But yeah, oh, what a, what a dart. That man. <sighs> yeah. Yeah, he's, uh, he's good at football. Yeah, social media quarterback. Uh, he's pretty good. <laughs> Yeah, whatever that means. <laughs> I like it. If that if that's what he is, I like it. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> oh, there you go. There, that's good stuff. All right. Next one here from Matthew. One thing that not me, Matthew, different Matthew. Uh, one thing that infuriates fantasy players is when a real life player makes a mistake on a field, you know, drops a pass, fumbles, commits a penalty, and the coach seemingly decides to punish them by making them sit out the rest of the drive or even the rest of the game, depending on how much of an old curmudgeon they are. This is his notes, not mine. Uh, I've always wondered, is that actually helpful? Does it somehow make you focus and improve more, or does it make you frustrated since you obviously didn't do it on purpose? Ooh, yeah. I mean, we're never, ever trying to, like, mess up on purpose. Uh, Maybe you were unprepared and you ran the wrong route or something like that, and that's on you individually. But I think it really comes down to the level of trust that you have instilled within your play callers and within your, your position coach. Um, what do I mean by that? So let's say, let's say I go out there and fumble the ball. Um, look, I've been playing for six years. It's not typical for me to ever fumble. They're probably going to put me back in. They're probably not going to do anything. Um, if, you know, our third string goes in there who hasn't been playing very much, they go in there and fumble the ball. They haven't built up that tr- level of trust within, you know, our offense, our coordinators, or, or you know, whoever it is. If it's a DB that's getting beat or something, and so your leeway is a lot less um, because they don't know necessarily. You don't have a long track record of you being being consistent yet. Um, so I think that definitely plays a part into it. Um, you know, there's been scenarios where I've been in the game and our, our number one running back. Um, I think it was Melvin at the time, man. Mm-hmm. This he was just having a bad game, man. Yeah, it was just one of those. I think he had like three fumbles one game, and they're like, "All right, like we, we got to get him out of there." But it took three fumbles for them to be like, "Okay, he's done right. um, for the day." Um, and it really depends on the dynamic. It depends on who you are. You know what's your what's your resume and uh, your tr- your coach's trust in you. Um, but like I talked to Sony Michelle. Um, he said coming over for the Patriots, like it, the, the short, the leash yeah. was really, really short. It was really short for everybody. So it also depends on the organization as well. Yeah. Yeah. It definitely depends on the coach. And <laughs> I guess I, I've always wondered that myself. That's a good question because, and it, it also depends on the person too, because, you know, some of us are able to kind of block stuff out better than others are you know everybody's a different everybody's brain function different differently i know it's for yeah sometimes there are some people it's like well you, you're told not to do that do something and you know you can't do something or you're going to suffer big consequences well almost makes you like do it more you know or because you're hyper focused right. on it so it, there is a level what we talked about like before mental toughness and stuff like that you got to really block all that out so um yeah i yeah. guess it depends on the player and the or everything depends right different situations are different but but I would say typically if you're a starter and you make a mistake, you're going to have more leeway than if, you know, you're a guy that's, you know, coming in, maybe had an opportunity because someone was tired or injured. Yeah. Um, that would, I would say is probably consistent across the board. 
And it's funny because there's, and I think about this with receivers, right? Obviously, because it's the position I work on the most, but um, there are some mistakes that you see and some mistakes you don't see. Like you brought up running the wrong routes, like being in the, in the wrong spot. And, you know, sometimes you do that, like quarterback's not going to throw you the ball, but you sit at home watching the games at the broadcast angle. You don't know that, but you will see if exactly. a guy like drops a ball, you know, that's a little more visceral uh, yeah. reaction there. Exactly. That's that's another part of the unseen um, part of football, right? On the sideline, that guy's getting ripped. Yep. You're supposed to be up the seam, you know, either by a quarterback or their, you know, their position coach. Um, you know, and then it's like, okay, like no one ever is going to notice that, you know, from from the TV copy yeah. um, sitting at home. Um, so, there, yeah, it's everything's very precise for us. So there's, there's really thin lines and we're all walking on needles, right? Who can do it the best and the most consistent. Pretty stressful job, this whole football thing. All right. It is. I love it. <laughs> Last one we'll take here. Uh, Eugene sent in a ton of questions. Uh, we're going to gonna hit one that I know Austin uh, was pretty interested in answering. Uh, Austin, how much does your knowledge as an active player help you in fantasy? Example, does your game film knowledge and personal experience running against the Titans, for example, give you special insight into how you think the Texans will do against them? This obviously you sent in before last week. I would say it gives you some type of advantage, but not necessarily. I would. I don't think it gives you the advantage that you might think um, because I'm not diving in like Matt, you probably know more about the matchups of, of players than I do. You know, I've played a defense, but I'm not studying um, how their, you know, corners are playing the receivers. I'm not studying their, this is their pass efficiency or pass defense efficiency, things like that. Um, like for me, it's all, you, most of my stuff is like in the box mm -hmm. that I'm studying. Um, and so I'm not really looking at other teams and saying, okay, what's this team doing right. against this as far as fantasy perspective? I'm just saying as far as like a football perspective, running the ball and, and usually uh, pass protections. Um, but where I would say my advantage comes from, I would say is just the knowledge of, of being around the game, knowing injuries, um, knowing just especially injuries when it comes to like, yeah, hey, this guy's got a, this guy, like knowing what that actually means for, for certain players and, you know, particularly running backs. But I would say not really a deep advantage compared to anyone else. Cause all the information that is the most relevant is out there. Like it's all out there, um, but what's not out there? Injuries. Yeah. And so that would be maybe the slight advantage I have um, as far as knowing just kind of what goes on as far as treatments and, you know, the expected time coming back, knowing the process of what typical injuries take as far as coming back and be able to play and what percentage you're able to play at. I mean, that makes a lot of sense. It's funny. The film part is such a good point because I think that's a misconception that like Austin's not sitting down on Tuesday afternoon and like watching the film on every single defense you know it's like i'm preparing to play the rams this week so i'm studying the rams right. their tendencies stuff like that but um you know not to say yeah you don't know a lot about all these other teams of course but it's just it's the preparation part is what you are focused on not like all right how is Dante Foreman going to perform against the bucks defense which i don't exactly. need yeah, i don't need to prepare exactly for, but, but if i if i wasn't playing football and i was more in an analytical spot i would be looking at that right. i'm like okay what are these matchups you know what's the tendencies of both these teams right i'm just not in that position right now 100 um, so i don't necessarily have an upper hand um because i'm a current player because i'm not i'm not in that type of uh you're pretty busy in that type of analytic mode yes right now yeah you're pretty busy hey but well between like my knowledge of matchups and your knowledge of injuries maybe we should like do a show together that would i think that i i think you're on something i think that's a pretty good I, idea we should take we should we should take it to like a media company like yahoo or something that'd be pretty cool yeah Yahoo Sports would be perfect for that. That man. would be. Oh, okay. Well, you know what? Uh, you got Let's you. Go. You get your people, my people. We'll talk to their yeah. people. 
We'll figure something out, man. Uh, all right. Let's do it, man. Well, Austin, another great episode of Acro's Edge. Appreciate you, man. I know you, like I said, I know you're busy today. So 100% appreciate uh, all the energy you gave. I think that was a great show. Do me a favor. Take it a little easy this week. Okay. Uh, you're playing, you're playing my mom in fantasy uh, this week. So it's her first time playing. I, I'd like her to, you know, really enjoy the playoff performance. So uh, maybe don't yes. drop like a 25 point hammer on my mom. That would be great. Ah, uh, well, hey, if she made it this far, then Mama Harmon is, uh, she's a baller then. She, she got it going on, so uh, we might have to make it tough for her. Yeah, well, uh, she's, she's, she's doing the best she can, okay? She's doing the best she can down she, she made it further than you, right? Hey, uh, I said in one week. <laughs> <laughs> Relax. Relax. <laughs> I mean, not like, not like I've been helping her at all. Not totally, totally uh, hands off. Totally hands off. <laughs> Uh, yeah, hey, you're you're a good son. That's what you do. You get help mom out. <laughs> Damn right. That'd be pretty pathetic if I was like, "Hey, mom, don't don't ask me nothing." That's like ninety yeah, percent of what yeah. we talk about at this point. It's insane. Fantasy football is pretty nuts. It pretty much overtakes uh, everything in everybody's life. Love but, it. All right. Appreciate you, Austin. Uh, we will talk to you next week. You can follow Austin on Twitter or Instagram at Austin Eckler. You can follow me at Matt Harmon underscore BYB. And while you're there. Make sure you're following at Yahoo Fantasy. I'll be back tomorrow with Dalton Del Don for another episode of Stat Nerd Thursday. Until then, we're out. Some people just know bundling with Allstate means big savings. Just like they know the right ingredient means big flavor. They know honey on pizza is where it's at. And olive oil on ice cream is the cherry on top. And they know when you bundle home and auto with Allstate, you can save up to 25%. Mm-mm. Bundled savings vary by state and are not available in every state. Saving up to 25% is the countrywide average of the maximum available savings off the home policy. Allstate Vehicle and Property Insurance Company and Affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois.